the Mishnah will now discuss the next step of the Sutta process, which is the taking of the Psukim, putting them actually into the water. They're going to dissolve, obviously, along with the Shem Hashem. And as we will see, there's a three-way machlekes, exactly which Psukim are put into the water. It's getting the... Okay. Says the Mishnah, when they come to write the Megillah, which is going to be put into the water, from which place is it written? What Sukkim actually put into the water? Says the Tanakama, so you start from the words of, anyone wants to get a Chumash, you can get a Chumash, it might be easier to follow along over here. But the, I'm just going to read the inside, the Pasha starts. So the Pasuk starts off talking about the story of where she strays and she goes against the husband and she's with someone else, goes to, talks about the whole story, and then it says he brings it to the Kayin, brings the carbon, talks about the Mincha, and then... Then the Kayan makes her swear and says, if you do not sleep with this man and you do not be with this person, your husband, then he knock So this is the positive part of the Pasuk. That if you do not be with him, this is the Pasuk Yutes, then Hinaki, you will be clean from these bitter waters. But then the Pasuk continues. That, if you did rebel against them and you went and you became Tommy, then you make this shvur, which is a curse, and talks about what's going to happen as a result. Her thighs fall, her stomach implodes, etc. So the question is, is the first psukim, which is supposed to test, which is really the positive side, the side which says that if you didn't do so, everything will be okay, is that included? Now, why should it be included? It's not really the klala. The klala is really what's going to be the next part of the psukim, which says if you did, if you are guilty, then it's going to be following things that are going to happen. So in one hand, that should not be included. Tanakhama says no. That, that's also part of the klala. You know why? Because if it says if you didn't commit adultery, then everything is fine. The Obviously, the flip side of that is if you did. It's not going to be fine. So in some ways, implicit in the in the bracha, we'll call it, the fact that everything will be okay, is also a klala. Implicit in the, it was called a hain, in the positive, is also a lav, is also a negative connotation. So therefore, Tanakhama says, that pasuk, which pasuk you test, and that's going to be the positive, the hain, that's still included. That's included. However, he does say, the any case of Ishbiya but what's not written in there is the Psukim in between. Pasuk Chafalaf, which says, Ishbiya it says what's going to happen. It makes a Shvua, the Shvua Salah means the process is not discussed in the words that are written down on that piece of paper, because what's written down is the Klolis, the actual curse of what's going to happen. So you skip those Psukim, and you skip Ishbiya Isha. But then you go back to and you continue, which is in Pasuk, um, the end of the middle of Pasuk Chafalif, where it says that 
if you do this, if you did violate your husband, you're going to get Allah, a curse, and a shua, and etc. And it says what's going to happen as a result. These bitter waters will come, in your stomach, and float your stomach, and thighs will fall. Fine. You also don't write that she, this is her response. She has to respond when the Kohen says, this is what's going to happen. Amen, amen. She says, yes, and she accepts the Shavua. That's also that's a part of the process. That's part of what's happening, not the Klal itself. So Tanakhama says the only thing that's mentioned is the actual Klalis, but he does say two parts of the Klalis. The actual negative part of the Klalis, and the, we'll call it the positive side, the Hain side, because that from there you can infer that it's going to be also a negative as well. That's the Tanakhama. Reisi says, lo yemafsik. You just write straight. You don't start breaking up the Klal part and the, the process part. Go straight. So you would include you include the fact that the Kayim makes a Shvua, and you say what, what the Shvua happens, that's also included, and Amin, Amin, go straight. Don't, don't uh, start breaking up the Ipsukim, and just go, go straight. So what's the above uh, really indicate, like, in other words, if you double word, it usually means very. Ah, so let's see, going to explain the, the, the Ipsukim, how, how it plays out in the Ipsukim itself. And if you do Aimer, the only thing you write is the negative part. That means he agrees with the Tanakama. You only write in the actual curses, but taking one step further than Tanakama. Tanakama wrote, you say the positive part, which because the positive part you see from the other negative. He says, no. The innocence that if she didn't violate, everything will be okay, you don't write. Even though you can't see from there the flip side, no. You only write the actual curse. And what's going to happen? And the, these bitter waters will go into her stomach. And we also don't write the process part that she responds, Amin Amin. So therefore, there's a three of Mechlechus over here. The first and third opinion both say you only write the curse part. question is what's included in the curses. Does it also include the positive, the Hain, that if she's innocent or not? And the middle opinion says you just go straight. You don't want to skip anything. Because it's sukkim in order, and we'll see in the Gemara exactly where the source of this machlokes comes from. Says the Gemara, but back what exactly is the source of this machlokes of which sukkim are written in the waters? Bahai krok miflikim. The following pasuk is a machlokes exactly how to understand it. The pasuk says v'kasev esalves ha'ela hakoyim b'sefer. That's what it says. That the koyim should write the always. Always refers to the curses. That safer in the safer, which we'll see in the next mission, refers to the piece of cloth, the piece of parchment that it's going to be written on. So, how do I understand when the Torah says, the cost of us, always say, what does that refer to? Rav Meir Selvar, always, always mamish. So, the word always refers to the curses. That's very clear what that is. That's the curses where it says, if she violated her husband, her stomach will implode, etc. Ha'always, when the extra hay, lurabi is to include. The klala, which can be inferred from the bracha. That's the pasuk we started off with, pasuk Yutes, where it says, if you didn't do anything, everything will be okay. So that's, again, the inference is that if you did violate, it's not going to be okay. So he says the hay includes that. That's also a klala, it's not an explicit klala, but it's a klala which can be inferred from the pasuk. So the hay includes that as well. Ela, 
It says, Mishnah Torah. To exclude the close of Mishnah Torah, which is very interesting. Close of Mishnah Torah has nothing to do with Sota, particularly. It's time curses that are going to happen to Klai so if they don't follow the Torah. But the Gemara says that maybe, it says, right, curses, maybe all curses in the Torah, including the ones later on in Devarim. So it says, no. Ela, these, these curses, the ones that are mentioned in Sota, not other curses mentioned somewhere else in the Torah, which is the ones in Devarim. That's not included. So fine. So we have these, the positive and negative. Ha'ila, then it says, extra ha'ila, lemutit tzavos v'kabalas amin. To exclude the tzava, tzava means the command. What she's saying, I'm sorry, what the Kohen is saying to her, by the way, make a shvua, and here's what to do. That's the tzava and the kabbalas amin, that she accepts and says amin. That's excluded. And therefore, the only thing that's mentioned is the two types of klalos, the one that's said in the positive way, which we infer from the other negative, and the actual klala itself. Rav Yossi, look at the Amit. He agrees with everything we said so far. He seems to agree with that. But he says, S, it's because of S, Salos, extra word S, the Rabbah Tzavos Kabbalos. That includes the Tzavos Kabbalos, which is the Tzavos, the Hishbiya, according the fact that he says, make the Shvua, and the Kabbalos are saying, Amin, Amin. That's all included from the extra word S. Rav Meir, Esam Lo Darish. He's not Dashin S. Let's see. Famous to Chokesh, Dashin S, or not. He did not dash in the word S, and therefore it's not going to include Tzavos or Kabbalos. Rav Yehuda, the third opinion, which says you, you only write the negative side, Kula b'miyuta darosh He dashes the whole Pasuk as he coming to be mayat. What does that mean? Alos, Alos mamish. Alos is the actual curses. He says that what's going to happen to her, her body will fall apart if she was guilty. Ha'alos, he says, was not coming to include Coming to exclude. Lumute klolos habos machos brachos. To exclude the clothes are coming from the brachos, the clothes which were only inferred from the bracha. Eila, lumute klolos mishnah Torah. Same way the Tanakhama said that Eila is excluding the clothes which are later on in the Torah. Not included over here. Ha Eila, lumute tzavos kabalos. Everything is coming to exclude. And therefore, the only thing that's actually in- included in here is the psukim, which refer to the actual curses. Nothing more than that. Says the Gemara, one second. Rav Meir, right? So Rav Meir was the one, was the, was the middle opinion. Right? The Gemara says that the, what comes out that Rav Meir said, the opinion of Rav Meir is going back. Rav Meir said that Ha'alos, Larabas Klaus Habos Machas Brachas. That the first He, the extra He Ha'alos, includes the Klaus which called Machas Bracha. But then he said, is a hay an inclusion or an exclusion? How could one hay be including one hay excluding? Stigmar says very simple. I'll explain to you how. It's very simple. That when you have the first one, the first one is telling you what you include. It says the cost of alos. You should write the alos ha'ela. So ha'alos is an inclusive word. It's saying the curse that you do write. So the hey, which was with that, also comes to include more things. But ha'ilah is, is an exclusion. These and not other things. So the word ha'ilah by definition is a, is, a, is a non-inclusive word. What's the word? A, a, 
exclusive thing. Exclusive word. So an exclusive word, which has a hey, it excludes more. However, the word ha'alais, which is coming to include the curses, if it's an inclusive word, now I said, hey, it includes more, which includes the brachos that comes after the close. It's very gishmak. Ask the Gemara. Which means, this idea of that when you say something positive, the flip side of that is the negative. If you do this, everything will work out. You can infer. If you don't do that, it won't work out. Right? It, it's, it's not, it's not going to work out. So, L'chaira, right, Rav Meir, which is of the opinion of Rav Meir is the one that says that you... When it, he used the word ha'alis, um, is close He said that ha, the extra hay included the the close That means he says it has to be inclusive of klalos, which brachos. Now I don't understand if if you could just learn out then. There is no need for these for this um, sukkah to be written over here. So why is for Meir doesn't doesn't hold does not he hold the b'chalat hashemayehin? Why is it included? This is a fascinating thing. Amr of Tanchum Hinaki Ksiv. Hinaki is written, which is the the word over there. It says if she didn't do it, Hinaki she will be clean. So Hinaki simply means clean. Everything will be clean. Where says no. Hinaki actually could also have a different connotation. The fact that it's written without a yud, which is the way Hinaki normally is written. That tells you, look at the, um, the, the word could be darshaned, chimki, chimki lashon of being choked, which is a negative aspect. So in other words, Rav says that this word, naki, is not just a positive thing, it's actually a negative aspect, chimki lashon of being, uh, of choking, which is including in the klala, that she is being punished with. Okay, the one now makes a few different drushes about the uh, shalom bias, which if it's present or not present, darsh or akiva, ishvish zachu If a man and woman is zocha, they have shalom bias between them, and the shechina is among them. Loy zachu, if they're not zocha to have shalom bias, isha klas and the fire will consume them. Amaravu the isha adifa medish, and the woman is actually stronger. The fire is stronger than the man. Because when it says Isha, right, so Isha is together. The Aleph and the Shin are together. When it comes to an Ish, there's a Yud in between. So it's not so, not as, as pronounced. Haim Mitzayar, if this one goes straight, Aleph, Shin, the Isha, but the Haim Mitzayar by a man, it's not connected, there's a Yud in between, it's not as strong. So it seems like the woman is the one who has more of an ability to cause and to bring out the, the, the strength of it. And she gets consumed quicker than the man. Why does the Torah say to bring the dirt into the Sota? Because Zachsa, she was actually innocent. So the Brach of a child like Avram Avinu, the Ksiv Bey, who said about him those words, Afar Vefer. The word Afar is the connotation to Avram Avinu as well. And therefore she has the Bracha of a child like him. Lo Zachsa. But if she unfortunately was Nazach, which means she was guilty, she's going to return to the dirt, which is being killed. And going to be buried in the ground. Darish Rava, now we mentioned a different drush on those words, Afra Vefer. Veschash Amr Avram Avinu. Vanuchi Afra Vefer, the Schad Avram Avinu said about himself, 
I am like nothing, I'm like dirt, I'm like ashes. Zachu, one of the base mitzvos, his children of Zachu, the two mitzvos, which refer to in those words, Efer Parah, the ash of the Paradum, which makes someone Tahar, and Afer Sota, which essentially has the ability to bring about Shalom between a woman and, and, and her husband. So it's a, it's a positive thing. Ask the Gemara Vekanami, Afer Kisei Adam. There's also the Dirt of Kisei Adam, why isn't that included? So Hasam Hechsha Mitzvah, Hanolak, it's true, it's a mitzvah, there's no benefit that comes out of it. By the Afer of Parah, by the ash of the Parah that comes out, the person's tar. By the Afer Sota, it can come out that they're proved innocent. But the Afer Kisi Adam is no clear benefit from that besides that it's a mitzvah, and therefore it's not included in the Ischar that Avramavinu received. Darish Rava, another similar drasha, the Ischar Shamar Avramavinu. In Michot Vatsarachanal, you refuse to take anything from the battle, not even a shoelace, or a string or a shoelace. Zahu, one of the base mitzvahs, the children got two mitzvahs, which are referred to by Chot and Esroch. The string of Tchelis, and Ritzurah Tfilin, and the strap of the Tfilin. Gemara says, we see the, the advantage of each one of the mitzvahs. Mishlam al Ritzurah Tfilin, Niksiv Bey, Varok al the people, the nations will see you. Kishem Hashem Nikra Alacha, that Kishem Hashem is upon you. Mitan Nevoz Agad Laomer, Elo Tfilin Shebarosh, it gives a fear, instills a fear into people. That's the schar. The schar is that the, as a result of the Tfilin that we're wearing, they're going to have a fear into the other nations. What exactly comes out? What do we gain? What's the particular benefit from the Chushal Tchelis? Where it says, what is that? The Sanya. Why is the blue chosen from all the other colors? Because the Tchelis is similar to the sea. Yam and Yam reminds you then of the Rekia of the heavens. And Rekia The Rekia now reminds you of the Kisiyakava. So through the blue string and the Tchelis, it can bring a person to think all about the Kodesh Baruch on the Kisya Kabbalah Shanamah, the Pasuk says, the U.S. of Okei Yisrael, Tachas Ragalav Kamaisa, Livnos Asapir, Katsam Hashemayim Latar, Vixiv Kamaris, Evan Asapir, Dumas Kisay, through the appearance, the color of the Evan Asapir, the stone, it reminds one of the Kisya, of the Kisya Kabbalah up in Shamayim. Okay, the Mishnah continues now, exactly now that we spoke about the Psukkim never written, what are they written on? In the coast of Loa, Loach cannot be written on a, a board of wood, Loa Nair. And not on paper, which is like a grass, as Rashi says, diftera, and not on diftera. Diftera is is of cloth, but it's not fully worked out. There has to be um, there's a salting process and there's a gallnut process which is used to to work through the cloth. That's what makes it into cloth. Diftera is before it's actually processed. That cannot be used. Basically, the raw um, the raw skin cannot be used. El megillah has to be megillah. Megillah is cloth, which is Work the skins that are worked through it has a different salting process and the nuts process, which makes it to be what we call cloth. That's what's kosher. Shanamar basefer, which is referred to as cloth. Vayne kosher cannot use lo bikumus, which actually says is the sap of a tree. It's not kosher for writing it. Velobakan kaslam, which is also some sort of like like um, like dye. Velobachodavishurush, not anything else which makes a impression. Elabudyo, but it has to be black ink. Which is what we use for all other things like Sefer Torah and Tfilin, etc. Shnemar, Umacha, Kosov, Shiachal, You have to use a Ksav, which also has the ability to be erased, which has one of the advantages of Kla, of the, of the, of the ink that we use. You could scrape it off and erase it, but that's what's necessary, what type of thing has to be come out, because it has to be erased in the process of the water, which is going to remove the Shem Hashem and the other Pesukim, in other words, from the Pasuk when they put it into the water. 
Okay, now the Gemara says a, whole, a number of different halachas about the writing of the of the psukim. Amarava Megillah Sota Shekusav Bebalayla. If it's written at night, psul is possible. My timer, Asya Torah Torah. Ksevachav Asala Kohen is called Torah Sazos. It refers to it as a Torah. The Ksevasam Al Pi Torah Sheyerucha. The Allah Mishpat. It says the Torah which I taught you the, and Mishpat and judgment. Ma Mishpat Yom. The halach is that a bezdin can only convene by day. Bezdin cannot convene at night. That's halach which wrote down from a pasuk. Af Megillah Soto Yom. So too the fact that it's considered like similar to like a judgment. For the fact that we learn out Torah Torah tells you it has to have the same status of a din Torah. Only by day you cannot write it by night. That's one halacha. Kasselam Afrei if you wrote it backwards. If you didn't write it straight in order. So it's also possible. Dixiv, because of the way it's written, and you have to write it therefore in straight and order. Kasva, if you wrote it, before she accepted the shul, before she accepted the 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 the, the curses that the coin makes her swear, also it's possible. So we first have to say all the curses, and then it's written down. first as you make her swear, and and then you write it, then you write it. If you're as an Igeris, Psula. But Sefer. So Igeris means you don't have Sirta. Sirta is, if you ever look in the Sefer Torah, you see these lines that are sort of um, in, engraved into the thing, which actually is a requirement for Sefer Torah and for other things. This also needs to have a Sirta, which is the lines. A get has to have them. Other similar documents have to have them. If you're as an Igeris, Igeris means a letter, which means without Sirta, it's Psula. But Sefer, it has to be a Sefer. A Sefer, the requirement of a Sefer is that it's Sirta, which means they have to have indented lines. And if you didn't do that, it's going to be possible and not going to be a kosher, um, kosher writing of the words of the Pesachim of the Sota. Okay, perfect place to stop. Short uh, second Ahmed.